With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Saturday, December 2nd, and this weekend we have such a great treat. We have author and podcaster Jamila Soufrant. Her book, which comes out next week, is called Your Journey to Financial Freedom. And because so many of you love to hear about other people's journeys, wait until you hear Jamila's. She is great. I met her because she interviewed me for my book. And so without further ado, let's get to it. Here is the first part of my interview with Jamila Soufrant. Let's start with like you use the word journey, which is such a really important word. So I want to talk a little bit about your journey. What I didn't know when I was a guest on your podcast was your origin story. And I want you to tell me a little bit about your mother her story and how that really did influence who you are and what you do. Right. My mom, I mean, she is my inspiration. She illuminated the path for me before I even knew this was a path, but she had me at a pretty young age. So she was a single mom at 20 years old and she had me in the on the beautiful island of Jamaica. So I'm Jamaican and she is too, but she had the opportunity to come to, to the States, United States, specifically Brooklyn, New York to better herself, but I didn't have my papers at the time she was able to come. So she had to leave me behind in Jamaica. And being only 20 years old, leaving her infant daughter behind for a few months. So I was reunited with her under two years old, but it took a while. I mean, I can't imagine as a mom today, going to a land you've never traveled to by yourself, you know, meeting up with family you've never met before. And so after I was able to join her, I really watched her struggle but slowly make her way through the society and getting her associates and bachelors and masters and just working her way through life, using education as a tool, being smart with the little money that she did have, pouring into me, um, really pouring into me a lot of love and confidence, which is probably what you see today as someone who's been trying all these things and now lives this life. But it was because of her. And so she illuminated this path for me. And I talk about it in the book that For a lot of people, the journey to financial independence and this audacious goal of having enough where you don't have to worry about money feels overwhelming and feels almost for some people undoable. But I go back to my mom and think about the journey she made and that she didn't know also what was possible, but she knew that in order to have a better life, she had to try. And so that is what inspires me to continue on in this new way of helping other people on their journey. 
I was just laughing because I'm thinking like, people are like, oh, my financial journey is so hard. I'm like, yeah, think about being 20 years old, leaving your kid behind and starting off in a place where you don't really know what the hell you're going to do next. That seems hard. That does seem hard. Now, do you think that because you grew up with that as kind of your mom as the guiding light, that you became sort of that first generation striver? Do you find that that's kind of like you're in your DNA? I do. I do. And I think, you know, my mom had the opportunity to either continue the kind of generational trauma or the way she was raised where she wasn't encouraged to fully be herself or to be ambitious or audacious. And she chose a different path for me. She said, you know, I want to pour into you. I want to show you love. I want to give you all that's possible, even if it doesn't involve money. And so that left an imprint on me where she didn't really teach me money lessons because she didn't know about investing back then. Mm-hmm. But she she told me or taught me how to save a penny from a dollar, how saving was important and that education was key and allowed me to be me. And so I think all that, you know, accumulates into the person you see who at 14 had her first job, had been working ever since, became Wait, a what was your first job? Let's talk about that. I, okay, so I cleaned. So I worked for the New York City uh, Summer Youth Program, and I cleaned tables at summer school in a uh, junior high school. Ew, come on. <laughs> Kids are disgusting. And I was really? only 14. That was a yeah. bad job. Oh, But- I don't know. I've, I've always worked. And, you know, I just knew that working and maybe that's what also prompted me to, to seek out financial independence is because while working, I know is necessary and what I needed to do. I knew that I didn't want to work for someone else for the rest of my life. And I started at 14 and I'd made that decision to quit my job in my mid 30s. But even in my early 20s, starting a full time job in corporate America, I said to myself, I can't, this cannot be my life. I don't want to be confined to a cubicle or ask a boss for time off. I have to figure out something else. I mean, I think that what's interesting is that you came to that at a very young age. I think that there are a lot of people who might be like, I don't want to work for the man anymore, but it's really hard not to because there's a certain security that you get from that. So how is it that you were able to do that? Like, how did you have the wherewithal to do that without the security of the paycheck? Like, what was it that allowed you to do that? Well, so first I failed at this goal I set for myself in my early 20s. So when I first started to work full time, I said, I'm going to be able to quit this job at 30 years old. I'm not going to be working here. I'll find my path. And I tried different things on the side at this time, you know, vending machines, online magazine. You know, I thought I either had to marry rich, which wasn't the case because my fiance and now husband was not born into money. Listen, I'm sorry about that. You didn't get your mother didn't teach you that just as easy to find a rich one as a poor one like that. Right. So didn't marry rich, didn't play the lottery and couldn't build a business on the side that wasn't like a billion dollar business is what I thought. And so I actually was not able to quit my job at 30 years old. And by then I'd gotten married. We were, you know, starting to plan what our family would look like and wanted to buy a home. And so I thought to myself, you know what, just forget it. You know, you have a great job and it pays well. And who are you to want to do something different? Everyone just works Mm -hmm. in things they don't like until they retire at some far off age, just deal with it. And so I was like, suck it up, right? Suck it up, up, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, okay, that's what I'll do. But when I got pregnant with my first child and I had this really long commute, it was an hour and a half each way driving from Brooklyn. Ew, to where New were you going? Come on. Wait, wait, we got, we're, we're New Yorkers. We want to hear what did you actually have to do? So I was commuting from Brooklyn to Morristown, New Jersey. And oh no. Yeah. Oh no. 
No, no. That is a terrible, terrible commute. Well, so it was a reverse commute in some ways. So it was not as bad because, you know, people usually go into the city versus going into New Jersey, but it was still not great because the traffic patterns changed. And so my average commute was an hour and a half each way. And I was dealing with it in my 20s. And, you know, it started to get worse as just the traffic changed. But mm-hmm. when I became pregnant, heavily pregnant with my first child, and one day it took hours to get home. I said to myself, this cannot be my life. Now, of course, I could have got a mm-hmm. job closer to where I lived, but I didn't yeah. want that. I just realized that it wasn't about just a commute. It was about spending my time in this cubicle, in this office, doing work I didn't love. And this could not be my life. And I was not going to have this be my life. So I started to research or look up, well, how do I quit my job? Because all the other things I tried, like a business, did not work. And I Mm -hmm. found this thing called the FIRE movement, the Financial Independence Retire Early movement, and podcasts and blogs that were focused on sharing stories of people who were saving and investing their way to freedom. And Mm -hmm. I've been hooked ever since. Wait a second. So, you know, I have like a very mixed emotion about fire. Yes. So can we have a little moment? Yeah, let's go. Mark, do you remember when those crazy couple came into the studio about the fire movement? Do you remember that? And do you remember what happened when I literally was like, well, where do you keep your stuff? And they pointed to two backpacks that were sitting in the corner and they said, that's our stuff. And I literally was like, you're insane. You guys are insane. Like, I love the idea of having financial independence. I think the retire early is so hard because it's such a, you know, I think that it was baked like pie in the sky a little bit. I got to be honest with you. So I feel like, I don't know, it's not for everyone. It certainly wasn't for me, but it was just so fascinating to meet people in real time and be like, dude, you guys are crazy. Like that is not a life to be like, oh, my backpack's in the corner. Yeah. Okay. So I want, I hope that, you know, with our brief conversation now, I can help not change your mind. I don't want to change your mind, but opens you up to what I did and what I'm encouraging other people to do on this journey. So yes, I know that the complete goal of financial independence, where you can live off of your investments and retire from the traditional workforce early is a very audacious goal. It's almost unrealistic Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, depending on their starting point. I acknowledge Mm -hmm. that. I say it up front and it's a thing. It's valid if you feel that way. But the idea of financial independence is for me, like you said, it is a pie in the sky goal. It's a moon goal. It is something where you are striving. You're setting your sights high at this thing where you need X amount of money. So let's just say you calculated that based on your lifestyle, you need 1 million, 2 million or whatever amount you need to live off of those investments. And you say, Mm -hmm. well, I'd love to be able to reach that, you know, in 10 or 15 years. And you start Mm -hmm. to strive and do the things necessary to be able to do that. So it's all the things you talk about, Jill, and, you know, it's the budgeting, it's the earning more and being optimized with your expenses and being just a smarter person with your money. Now, if you fail at that goal, let's just say you set your sights on 2 million in 15 years and you do all the Mm -hmm. things, but instead of 2 million, you have 600,000, let's just say. Okay. It's not really a failure. Of course, you did not retire early or get to that number. But if you did not start the journey, you probably wouldn't have anywhere close to that 600000 And what I talk about in the book, Your Journey to Financial Freedom, is that, yes, the assets and what you accumulate are things that we measure, but it's really about who you become on the journey and all the opportunities that come with it. And so when I started my journey in my early 30s, I set the site of, I'm going to reach financial independence by 40 years old. I'm going to quit this job and never look back. 
I started my journey, started doing the things, making and doing the work. And what I realized is is that I was able to actually reach a level of freedom in my life just by starting the journey and by putting myself in a better position and saving and investing $169,000 in two years, starting a business on the side, Journey to Launch as a podcast, and then being able to quit my job right after giving birth to my third child. And so none of that would have been possible if I was not striving for this goal of financial independence, that I could be sitting here talking to you after just coming from my daughter's Thanksgiving celebration at her school and working out in Mm. the morning. And so, no, do I have all the money I ever need? Not yet. But I have such a level of freedom in my life that I do believe a lot of people can get to if they strive for the bigger goal of financial independence. And that's what I talk about in the book. I kind of dig that though. I get that. That's kind of cool because now it sort of feels a little bit more like what you're not saying is it's, oh, you're going to definitely get there. It's, hey, you know what? Get on the path to trying to get there and then let's see where this takes you. And that I think is great. If you want to share your journey to financial freedom, why don't you give us a holler? Just go to JillOnMoney.com and click the Contact Us button. We'll be happy to answer an email or bring you on the air. Don't forget, next week on Wednesday, we have the big Jill on Money live webinar with Daniel Forbes. We're focusing in on your year-end tax and financial planning. It's going to be a great event. You can only join if you are part of the Jill on Money live community. $35 for live webinars, tons of bonus video content. Come aboard. We'd love to have you. Maybe for the holidays, you can subscribe someone else to Jill on Money live, or maybe you can buy my book, The Great Money Reset. I don't care. Spend some money. Don't spend some money. Don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. If we reach our milestone, Mark's getting an extra thousand dollars in his bonus. Help Mark pay for his new house. Lift someone up. Change your work. Change your wealth. Change your life. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.